Hello, and welcome to Cradle to Corporate, an all-new podcast from Grace Regional Marketing. I'm your host, Grace, and I'm here to help new and emerging entrepreneurs get out of their nine-to-five, get rid of their fear and doubt, and get to work creating the business of their dreams. In each episode, you'll be hearing real and authentic stories from myself and other entrepreneurs. We'll be sharing our successes, our failures, and everything in between. I am so excited for what I have in store for you guys, so let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Cradle to Corporate. I am your host, Grace, and today I have with me Courtney from Simply Gradient Events. So today we're going to be talking about the importance of networking and kind of how we can do that in um, an environment that (laughs) isn't necessarily built for networking right now. Like it can be really hard to um, make business connections in uh, the environment that we're in right now. And so I would love to just kind of start that conversation with you by talking about your business and kind of what you do. And um, if you want to go into how you got it started, that would be awesome too. Okay. So, um, so for me, I always wanted to go into the events industry ever since I was a kid. And so um, I also knew that going to college was the path that I wanted to take. But when I was looking at the colleges, I learned very quickly that most colleges don't have a degree in event planning. So I ended up getting a degree in public relations and then taking courses in event planning. And I went down the nonprofit route with doing fundraising events for quite a while, but then wanted to break away and get into um, different events like corporate events, large scale events. Um, And so I decided to start my own company quite a few years back now. And when I went to get into the industry, people were mean like they just were not willing to have meetings with me not willing to collaborate were not willing to do anything I would attend different conferences go to different meetings do lots of different networking and I learned that sometimes you have to just go out on a limb and do your own thing that you're passionate about and I'm so grateful today to say that that world is very different now and people are a lot more understanding and opening and open and people want to collaborate which I didn't see 10 years ago so the value of networking is so important to me because I had to do so much alone um, when I was first starting out I thankfully have um, noticed a huge uptick in kind of other people realizing the importance of connection and networking lately um just because that is something that um, we all are really craving right now is just human connection. And it's it's really hard to grow your business when everyone is, um, you know, like quarantine and social distancing, it can be really hard to have those regular um, networking events. And so I think that um, virtual events and kind of providing opportunities for people to network and to meet other people in the midst of this whole pandemic is something that's really awesome. So um I'm really glad that you have kind of been able to um, get get some better reception <laughs> um, from people on that now. So I'm I'm really happy about that. That's um, I know that the business world can be kind of a scary one, and so of course, like it really makes me sad to hear that people are you know showing up with their business ideas and being met with you know <laughs> negativity. So it's really awesome that people are kind of starting to recognize the the importance and the value in what you do. Yeah, and it's like I get people who reach out to me 
all the time that want to get into the industry. And some of them are like, can I take you to coffee? Can we just have a Zoom call? Can can I just email you questions? And I say yes to all of them. And I feel that it's so important to um, allow people to have the opportunity to learn from somebody who was in their position at one point. And it's really sad to me because so many times I get responses from people saying, you're the only one who got back to me. And I emailed dozens of people. And it's sad to think that sometimes the industry is still that way. And that's why I try to always respond to everyone and always being willing to meet with them no matter what. And I've made some amazing contacts that way too. And I've helped people get into the industry. And, you know, Orange County in particular, where I am in Southern California, it's it's very it's very dense with event planners. But at the same time, there, it's such a hub here that there's so much still to go around too. I mean, I've done great events with so many people like, you know, Gallup and PacSun and, you know, Mini Cooper and these large companies, but there's still so many more that people could work with too. So I'm always happy to network and to help people get in, get in whatever capacity they, they're interested in doing. And now what's very interesting is I started seeing things getting like clicky again. And in recent times, like I started seeing it where um, companies didn't really care if I, if I brought them business as an event planner, they didn't really care to, to collaborate or do anything with me. And it started getting it back into that cycle again. And it's sad to say that this pandemic has kind of been a blessing in disguise. It's hard because business had to shift and change and shut down, especially in California, like mm-hmm. we're locked down for like a year now. And so in-person events haven't been an opportunity for us. And so companies are starting to realize again, the value of like, oh, I need these connections. I need these networks. And so people are more open and suddenly willing to build these relationships again. And so I think it gave us an opportunity to really reset. And I think we needed it, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Um, So I know one thing um, that a lot of people have been struggling with in this whole pandemic, like you said, is being able to network and communicate with people. So um, you mentioned doing some events with some big names like Gallup. And um, I would love to know kind of just what are some other events you've done? How have you personally kind of adjusted to um, having a very in-person business uh, in the midst of this pandemic? Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I'd be the first to admit that I was kind of late to the game to kind of pivot because I, I just kept thinking that this wasn't going to be as long as it was going to be. So I thought, oh, I'll just wait it out. So I wasn't one of the ones in the forefront of pivoting, but once I kind of got around to it going, okay, this is kind of our new, new life right now. But I also learned it's kind of our, in a way, a new norm, because I don't think that virtual events are going to go away completely. Um, It's opened up an opportunity to have people all around the world, all connect into an event that they probably wouldn't have flown to, or they probably wouldn't have signed up to do. And so what I've learned with the events that I've done is that it's been a great opportunity to do more team building and more connecting. So company, a lot of corporations have multiple locations. And before 
they were all isolated, like, you know, this location to this, that location to that, and they didn't necessarily see each other except for the few people that might um, travel to the different offices. So this has provided an opportunity entire company to come together and be there with each other and do different team building activities. And some of the things we've done is we just did a bingo night for one company, which was fun. Um, and in the midst of the bingo night, we would, I would randomly just, I, cause you can see everybody's names when you're, when you're online, I would randomly just call on somebody and ask them a question. Like, um, if you could be any animal, what would it be? And why, you know, questions like that. And it started to build these relationships with, with their whole team. And it was really funny to hear people be like, oh my gosh, I could totally see that in you or, you know, different things like that. And um, emoji games are really fun. You can create like movie titles using um, emojis and then have people figure it out and the first one to guess it wins the prize. And so different things like that have been really fun working with um, corporations in doing. But the other thing too that I've been really getting into lately and I've got... um, some, some, a few events coming up this summer is a lot of like, um, I'm trying to think of the proper word, a lot of, um, smaller businesses who support and help other businesses have really gotten into creating events where they're information based. So that could be something like, um, people who come in and help you with your Instagram account. That could be people who come in, who help you stopping, stopping the hustle. Like, okay, what are the action steps that can help you? So your key players in your business, such as like a lawyer or an accountant or things like that. And bringing this community together that has these speakers that are here to support and help small businesses. So that's been a really fun thing for me is to find all these different speakers that can come in and help support other small businesses. And those type of events have been really fun for me to do. Yeah, that sounds really fun. Um, One thing that I was thinking of while you were speaking is that these events, I mean, they sound amazing. They sound super fun. But my first thought was just how um, it seems like at first glance that these events are kind of um, not, like, exclusive, but, like, it, it's something that only, like, big corporations can have, but, um, you're saying that, like, small businesses are able to have these events, too, so I kind of would love to hear more about, like, how, um, small businesses are being able to put on events like this, because I know that there is definitely a conception of, like, you know, hosting events is something that, um, only big corporations can do, you know, and, while while they can be really beneficial beneficial <laughs> for larger corporations, like um, it's still important to be able to uh, host virtual events or host events in general with smaller businesses. So I would love to hear kind of any um, advice or insight that you have on those small businesses events. Yeah, absolutely. You know, with everything going virtual, it's actually created an opportunity for small businesses. And the reason why is that for so long, the thing that prevented small businesses from hosting events was the cost. 
Mm-hmm. So right now, because people are so used to logging in and tuning in to um, Zoom or Facebook Live or you know Google Hangout type events, that they now have an opportunity to host an event for significantly cheaper than they could have before. Because you don't have your rentals, you don't have your venue, you don't have your food. There's so many components that save um, small businesses. And so what I like to do is I like to sit down with them and say, okay, who's your target audience? What are you trying to achieve out of your event? Is it to sell a product? Is it to sell your service? Is it just to build a community? Because that's just what you're about is building a community. And then where are those people hanging out? Are they hanging out on Instagram? Are they hanging out on Facebook? Like, where do they like to hang out? Because in that way, we know where to target to um, grow and find the people to come and participate in the event. And then from there, I like to build out a strategy of um, finding people that are interested in, in participating, collaborating to build a new audience and build a new reach for this new small business, but also um, find a way to get people more engaged. You know, like I said, there's there's an opportunity that we have now with things being virtual, but at the same time, there is that burnout. So we mm-hmm. have to acknowledge that Zoom fatigue is real. People are tired of sitting at the computer all day and then someone saying, hey, now come to this two-day workshop this weekend, right? Yeah. Some people are like, I'm not going to sit at the computer for, for two hours. And so you have to find a way that makes them want to attend. So what what... That's what we sit down and do. We try to figure out, okay, what would make people interested that they'd be willing to sit down for your event? And oftentimes it's an opportunity that allows them to be more engaged because that way they're not doing things in the background or having the TV on and your mute, whatever it may be. And I've learned is having people engaged. And I mentioned earlier how I just would call out on people randomly and be like, Hey, Grace, what is this? You know, what's that? Whatever it is. And you know that people have to stay on their toes. And so then they're paying attention and they are more engaged and then end up being better connectors or customers or whatever it is that my client is trying to achieve by hosting this virtual event. And so, like I said, I think it's created a new opportunity, but you have to learn how to properly navigate it. So people actually attend, number one, and two, are involved. <laughs> you want them, first of all, to attend. And then when they do attend, you want them involved. And I was just working with someone recently, had an event last week, and she had pre-planned a lot of things before she came to me and was just like, I have nobody who's attending. She's like, my event's next week. I have nobody. And um, I also looked at her agenda. She had two days straight. There was no break scheduled. There was no lunch scheduled. And it was like eight, eight to four. I was like, you got to give people a little bit of a, you know, breather at some point. I'm like, you have everything back to back to back. You know, just looking at little things like that, that some people are thinking like content, content, content. I want to, I want to give as much as I can, but you also have to give people a moment to like take, take a moment to breathe too. Mm -hmm. So um, that's what I try to look at with when, when planning virtual events. Yeah. I was going to say that reminded me of the, by far, like, the best virtual event that I've been to um, recently was at, like, the, the end of last year, and it was a, like, New Year's preparation event, um, and so we spent most of the event, like, talking about our plans for the New Year's and all that, but we, like, the, the planner of the event made certain that we had a few, like, specific times for, like, just 
let's like journal by ourselves. We'll like play some music on the background and like just like kind of give us like a social break and then come back to it. And so I thought that that was really effective because I know that, um, I, well, <laughs> I, I felt like much more of an introvert before <laughs> quarantine started. Now I feel like less of one. Um, but like, I, I still get really burnt out from being around people all the time, even if that is virtually, like you said, like Zoom fatigue is <laughs> such a problem. Um, and so I think that being aware of that and keeping that in mind when you're planning is such an important thing. And it's something that a lot of people often overlook. So I'm really glad that you brought that up because um, I think that that is such an important part of event planning, especially right now. Um, while just like the, the state of the world is such a stressful one. And so um, being intentional about kind of your, your planning and your agenda and making sure that people have time to kind of take a step back and, you know, relax and kind of rest from all of the, um, the I guess, social labor of going to um, events, or like going to work and being kind of inundated with other people all the time. And so I think that having that intentionality when it comes to event planning is super awesome. And, um, I, I know that you, um, not only are you kind of the, the guru on event planning, but you actually are, uh, going to be teaching a class on that in the future. Am I right? Yeah. So, um, like I said, I have so many people that reach out to me and no joke, a weekly basis. I get multiple emails of people wanting to connect and learning about the industry. And so I know for me, when I was trying to get into the industry, like I mentioned earlier, like I could take a few courses on it, but there wasn't really anything to learn how to run your own business or how to really get into the industry. And so I've decided that I should start teaching that to people. So I've partnered with um, a online university and um, the date hasn't been confirmed yet, but probably it's going to be next month in March. And um, I'm going to start a course. It's going to be about 10 to 15 weeks long. And again, it's going to be on zoom, but it's probably just going to be about an hour of me every once a week, really talking about how to get into the industry and being able to provide people the opportunity either to get into it and be trained and ready to go for a company who wants to hire them. Or if they want to start their own company, they will have all the tools and everything they need as well to get into either the wedding or the event planning um, sphere. And I'd like to also expand it out into event design at some point, but um, that's what I'm looking at right now. So anybody who's listening who really wants to get into the industry, um, that is a course that I'm going to be hosting in um, the near future. And I'm really excited about because I get so many people interested in it. And um, I'm just really excited to be able to be there and teach people and tell them my experiences over the years, as well as provide them with the tools that they need to get their own career up and running or even a career shift. I've had people who say, I'm actually talking with a gal right now who's in the, um, she's a uh, counselor. And she's like, I don't want to do it anymore. I want to get into the events industry. So um, she's looking right now into the course because she's like, I want to make that transition. So I'm really excited to teach it. And um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. And I um, am actually going to, I'll make sure that I have the, uh, the date and like a link to that and everything in the description when this uh, episode goes live so that uh, we can you, the, so that li listeners will be able to find that. Um, and so I think that awesome. that is 
such an amazing opportunity, um, not only for you, but also just for anyone who does want to learn more about event planning, because like that is such a um, increasingly crucial aspect <laughs> of, um, of business right now. And so I think that that's really an awesome thing that you're putting together. And I am so excited to see that. Yeah, I'm, another thing I'm doing too is for people who don't necessarily feel that a course is right for them, I'm actually putting together a bunch of different packages that people can just purchase. So things that I've built over the years that I was searching for when I first started and I couldn't find. And so like I have, you know, timelines and checklists and, you know, questions to ask the different vendors. So um, for example, your caterer, you, there are so many different things you need to ask them, you know, like, do they have your date open? That's one thing that people forget. They're like, oh, all excited. They meet the caterer and we have a scheduled meeting. I'm like, so do they have your date open? Oh, I forgot to ask that, <laughs> you know, questions like that. Oh, and like, no. um, one of the things, too, <laughs> um, one of the things too, that I like to, um, do in my own business and something that I'm shifting into and trying to build and build into my clients, having events that are more eco-friendly and sustainable. So um, I'm adding right now to those packages that I'm putting online is asking questions that are eco-friendly, like food rescue and, um, you know, some caterers, low-end caterers, they'll bring like plastic and stuff. So you want to know that before, you know, going in and hiring them that, that might not be what you want in general, but it also is not very eco-friendly. And so I'm working on building out more of that and how I can help and support the industry as a whole, make better choices because it is such a wasteful industry when you think about all the over-purchasing and just all the, just the waste in general. And virtual events really is helping with that significantly. Um, but we're going to go back to in-person events at one point. So I want to be ready with a toolkit for anybody who wants it. Yeah, I love that. I actually, I didn't think about that until you mentioned it, the, like, the wastefulness of the events industry. So I'm really glad that um, someone is, <laughs> someone out there is kind of keeping an eye on um, the industry and being more aware of, like, how to make it more sustainable. So I think that's really awesome. Um, that would be a really awesome resource for, like, for example, for me, like, I am not in the events planning industry, but that could be something that would be really helpful for me. Um in planning <laughs> events in the future. So I think that would um, be a really awesome resource. So I will definitely make sure to uh, have that kind of linked in the description so that people can find that. Well, I was going to say real quick too, the resources that I'm creating as well will be great for brides. So there might be some brides out there that are doing micro weddings or doing um, budget-friendly weddings that don't necessarily want the cost of a planner. But want the documents that a planner might use and so this would be an opportunity for those that are looking to um, plan their own wedding but have all the components ready to go for them to make their life significantly easier yeah I didn't even think of that oh my gosh that would be amazing I know that um, one of my best friends just got married recently and oh my gosh the it, <laughs> the amount of work and um, and money that goes into that is just absolutely insane so that's an amazing resource that you're offering just for um for for brides that are <laughs> really going through it because I know that there's like a huge uh markup in the wedding industry of like any <laughs> anytime you put wedding or like bride on something the price just skyrockets so that's really awesome that you kind of like had that in mind and are putting together these resources for people that 
maybe cannot afford to spend <laughs> thousands and thousands of dollars on their wedding day. So that's awesome. It's so true. It's so true. And so many of my clients, honestly, I, I tell them sometimes, I'm like, try to avoid saying that it's a wedding at first because you want to get the real prices because there is a significant markup. People hear wedding and they mark, mark things up. And, you know, there are reasons behind why, but at the same time, I always want my clients to get the best deal. And so um, I always tell them, like, if you're planning a wedding, try not to tell them at first. Yeah. <laughs> so you get the real price. Um, so that's kind of like, I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to offend any of my, my vendors or things like that, or the people that they might be going through, oh, yeah. but I, I know that there's a stigma around it. And, um, and sometimes it, it gets, it gets unfair and there are those vendors that are, they're fine and they're, and they don't do that. But every once in a while I do come across that. And, and so I, I want them to, to be aware of that. And so Sometimes you don't have the budget to hire a wedding planner, but you have a few hundred dollars maybe just to get some some documents to, to help you out versus um, having someone do everything for you. Exactly. Yeah, that's, um, I think that's a really awesome, like, kind of budget tip or budget <laughs> uh, option for, for people that are going through the process of getting married or planning their wedding because I know that a lot of <laughs> work and money goes into that. So um, I think that's an, op- yeah. an awesome option. <laughs> way too many of the same noises in the same frame. It's an, it's an amazing option. There you go. But one thing I did kind of want to um, move into um, is I would love to talk more about kind of um, using these events and virtual events for networking. Um, and yeah. so one, cause I, um, I was actually thinking while we were talking that I think it'd be pretty cool if um, we, for, for some of the episodes that I've been doing with others, we, like, provide assets um, or, like, we'll put together, like, a document. So, one I just did was on, um, like, goal setting and different ways that um, she, like, was recommending setting goals for your business and how to get them done. And so, we, like, put together a little worksheet um, for that. But I was thinking I it might be kind of cool to... Um, is there any way that we could put together, like, a document of some sort that would help specifically with like the networking side of event planning. So like how to, um, like a, like a really simple, like checklist or something of like, here's how to, you know, plan a networking event with like the, the bare bones of it. So that, <laughs> cause I don't want you to like, obviously like give away anything for free, but like some sort of like lead magnet kind of thing, would that be something you'd want to do or? Yeah, I actually put something together, but I haven't made it pretty. It's just in more right now is basically my top five tips for hosting over your talking about. Sorry, you, you like cut out and then all the audio came back in like really quickly for some reason. Um, you were saying you're putting together top five tips for hosting a virtual event. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that would be perfect. Okay. Um, yeah, if you, I can, if you'd like, I can make, if you want to, like, send me the document, I can, like, make it pretty and put it for, like, um, well, actually, no, I think that if you, do you have, like, a, like, email list or, like, lead magnet kind of thing set up? I don't, actually, I'm trying to learn how to do that still. Um, just last night, I just started editing some documents in Canva, so I have my template created. I just need to start now implementing all the documents into it. Okay. Um, Cause, so cause I, mean, I, oh, I can do that. 
can focus on that and get that to you. Well, yeah, I was going to say, I don't want to like, I don't want to just take your document and put it as, you know, for the podcast, but I think that being able to point listeners to um, like your email list or something, if you're offering like a top five, you know, if you're offering that top five tips for hosting a virtual event, that that would be something um, that I could kind of direct listeners to like, here, go to her site for this. Um, So if that's something I can like record separately (laughs) afterwards, but if that's something that you want to do, I think that'd be a really awesome thing to offer listeners, but also as a way to kind of get people to sign up for your email list or um, whatever it is that you would like to have that for like as a lead magnet um but yeah it's like if also if you want help with like lead magnets and um that's something that (laughs) that I've been doing for years so I can definitely help out with that um not like if if you just need like advice (laughs) I'm not trying to offer my services like I could actually just like kind of give you some (laughs) I was like wait I'm not (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much for sharing and for, for being on this episode, Courtney. It has been so amazing just um, being able to hear like your story in the industry and um, how much intentionality you really put into the work that you do and being um, very specific with you know sustainability and budget and stuff. I think that that's really important. And um, I am so excited that you got to come on today. So thank you. Oh, I'm so excited that we connected and that um, you asked me to be here today. So thank you for that. Of course. And um, for anyone listening, if you have loved getting to know Courtney as much as I have, then I will be linking all of her social media and website in the description. And um, if you're interested in that class she was talking about, that will also be linked in the description. And um, um, so that you can find those and uh, connect with her online. So thank you so much for listening and thank you again, Courtney, so much for being here. I hope you all come back next time for another episode of Cradle to Corporate.